Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, we're talking about stress and gut health. And many of you may have noticed that if you get a little bit stressed about something, you may need to run to the toilet. And this is because we have a really strong connection between our brain and our gut funnily enough, called the gut-brain connection. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about stress and gut health. And I've decided to break it down into two episodes, actually, because it's actually quite a big topic. And I'm seeing so many clients in my clinic at the moment with stress and gut issues. It is really a huge problem, I think, because we are under so much stress. So I wanted to start with today's episode talking about stress and how that works in your body. So we talk about the stress response and the relaxation response. So this refers to two different nervous systems in the body. So you may have heard of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system is your fight and flight response and the parasympathetic is its opposing nervous system, its rest and digest. And with regard to these two systems, they can't both be high at the same time. If the stress response is activated, then your relaxation response is down or D or downregulated. And vice versa, if you're really relaxed and in that rest and digest kind of phase, then you can't have the stress response being really high at the same time. It just doesn't work like that. So you have your stress response where also known as fight or flight, where it was originally designed to save us, to help us, uh, to be activated though only for around, say, up to 30 seconds. Whereas, and that was, you know, if you had a predator of some kind that you might need to fight off or you might need to run away. And these days, our stressors are things that don't last for 30 seconds the majority of the time. They're things like financial stress, relationship stress, um, mortgage stress, it's work-related stress. It's virtually impossible to get away, living a modern lifestyle, to get away from stress and this stress that lasts a long period of time. So when the stress response is activated, many of you may know this already, but you get an increased heart rate, you'll get increased blood pressure, you'll get um, increased sweating to cool the body down if you're gonna fight, increased breathing to get more oxygen in. And so you also get increased um, stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol being produced. Uh, So it's like a big um, biochemical reaction going on in the body that is designed to help us, but when it's activated for long periods, weeks, and sometimes months, then it can begin to harm us. And of course, if our stress response is activated, then our relaxation response, which is rest and digest. So think about what that is, sleep, it's digesting our food, those sorts of, um, 
activities are considered lesser of a priority when you're in stress response. And that also goes for reproduction. And that's why we have issues with fertility if we're in the stress response for a long period of time. If we don't have that balance between stress and relaxation response, then we end up with all sorts of issues um, from sleep disturbances to digestive issues. And those digestive issues can be related to not absorbing nutrients. In nutrition, we used to say, you are what you eat. And now we say, we are what we absorb because so many people have absorption issues because they're not getting into that rest and digest response long enough. And that's why we also have some sleep disturbances sometimes when we're stressed is because we're in our stress response, not our relaxation response. So it's kind of this ongoing cyclical, like a vicious cycle, I guess, that we can get ourselves into. And what that means is in the long term, when we're running that stress response hard is we're using a lot of our resources. So, um, and what happens then is that's when we can get into a state of fatigue because we're using resources, but we're not able to digest our foods properly to get more resources to help us keep topping up. And a lot of the time when I'm seeing people with gut issues and stress, it can either be diarrhea or it can be constipation. Uh, The constipation tends to be, as you can imagine, if you're not in that rest and digest situation, the um, peristalsis, which is the muscular movement uh, that propels the food down the bowel. And as the food gets digested, that keeps getting propelled down into the large intestine and outside the body. And if you're not in that rest and digest or relaxation response, then things just kind of sit around. And when contents of the bowel sit in the large intestine, the water starts to get absorbed. And so the stool gets drier and harder to um, expel, causing constipation. And of course, we don't want that because then we're kind of building up toxins, getting lots of fermentation. And we want to be kind of cleaning our systems out every day if we can. So there's that aspect. And then of course there is the, um, diarrhea aspect, which is that, uh, connection through, uh, the nervous system. I don't want to get too much into that right now. Let's just keep it really simple. But I think many of us would have, um, experienced that, uh, situation where you've, you get some really stressful news or something like, I don't know, or just before a job interview or something like that. And something yeah, you just really need to go to the toilet. And that's that, um, stress response working for you or that gut brain connection. So it's, um, something that I'm seeing a lot of people that are very stressed and also have gut issues. And the good news is that, There are many things that you can do that will help you to manage your stress. And one of the big things that I encourage people to do is get control of their breath. We know that we actually have the power to activate our relaxation response if we want to, if we learn how to. There are two things that will help activate 
that relaxation response. And remember, if we're activating the relaxation response, then by definition, that stress response will come down. And it's actually so easy to activate the relaxation response. There's two elements. Those two elements are the disregard of random thoughts. So controlling your thoughts. And the second aspect is to control your breath. Now I teach a lot of people how to do belly breathing. And in fact, I did a little ebook oh, a few months ago now. I will attach it on my website, suzygarden.com on my uh, podcast page. So if you go to suzygarden.com, that's S-U-S-I-E-G-A-R-D-E-N.com and press on the podcast page where this podcast, this episode is hosted. I'll pop a link where you can uh, download the three minutes to calm your body and mind ebook that I made not long ago. And what that does is teach you how to do belly breathing. And belly breathing is a really effective way to reduce stress and to activate the relaxation response. And the research tells us if we do belly breathing for 10 minutes, we will achieve that relaxation response. Now, obviously that depends on where you're at in your stress response. If you're super stressed and you've been activated in that for some time, it may take the full 10 minutes. If you are not so stressed, but maybe I've just had a busy day, then it may not take that long. In fact, three minutes, maybe all it takes or even less. And what I encourage my clients to do is to uh, do learn this technique and then do it all the time. I first learned this technique, I think around 20 years ago when I was first learning yoga and I had this amazing yoga teacher in Brisbane that taught the class, the belly breathing, yogic breathing, it's also known as, or diaphragmatic breathing. And she said to us, just now that you know how to do it, do it all the time. Do it when you're driving, do it when you're cleaning, cooking, whatever it is that you're doing do the belly breathing and that will really help you control your stress response and be relaxed. And we went, oh, that's pretty cool. And I did actually do that at the time and it really helped me. Now, I thought this was a yogi thing um, and I didn't realize there was any research behind it. But then, gosh, uh, in the mid noughties, I had to do um, some very unfortunate uh, retrenchments at work and when I was in my corporate job. And they brought all the managers in and they were, we were working with some uh, corporate psychologists and they taught us how to do belly breathing. And I was like, man, I, I learned this so long ago and I just thought it was for yoga. But as the psychologists were teaching us that saying, you know, if you're getting stressed when you're doing these retrenchments, just, you know, feel into your breath, go into that belly breathing and that will help relax you. And that's when I looked further into it because I thought, well, this is really strange. Why are these psychologists teaching us yogic breathing, which is what I knew it as? And there's actually a huge bank of research around the control of the breath and relaxation response. It's not just the domain of the yogis. And so um, it's something I use all the time. It's something I teach my clients all the time, whether it's corporate clients or the clients that I see in my clinic or in the Radiant Health Mentoring Program. 
every one of those people gets to learn belly breathing because everybody needs it and can use it. So the other element I mentioned there was the disregard of random thoughts. And what that means is as random thoughts come in, you acknowledge them and you just let them keep passing on through without latching onto thoughts and taking them out on tangents and getting really distracted. Um, and that's kind of the basis of what a lot of meditation practices about with mindfulness meditation is that disregard of the random thoughts as they come in, they come in, you acknowledge, you let it just pass on through without holding onto that thought and taking it through to its conclusion. And in meditation, we kind of, it's a discipline, it's a training of the mind so that when we're not in the meditative space, we can still keep that control of our thoughts. And what that does, it helps us to respond to situations rather than reacting to situations. And it helps us manage our stress response, if that makes sense. So that is what the research shows us is that taking control of the breath and the disregard of random thoughts will bring in that stress response. And belly breathing is a great way to, um, achieve that because when you are focusing on belly breathing, it is actually hard to think of stuff. So, I mean, obviously as you get to know the technique, you do kind of start to bring those thoughts in, but it's, it just comes with practice. And if you download that little ebook, I'm going to pop, uh, on the website, then you can have a go of it yourself. Or if you want me to do um, a live perhaps where I'm doing some belly breathing and taking you through a sequence, let me know. I can do a little webinar or a live or something like that to um, teach you guys. So I'm going to wrap it up here because I've covered a lot of ground and I always like to give you some time to absorb. And next week I'm going to look at gut health specifically and the effect of stress on the microbiome, which is the good and the bad bacteria. So if you've been enjoying the content, feel free to go over to uh, Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any episodes. And if you could leave me a five-star review, I would absolutely love it. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.